Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is June 7th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me book and we're going to be talking about John chapter 15. There's more in John chapter 14, we just don't have time to cover it. So let's jump into John chapter 15 and see what we can learn. When the Savior starts teaching in John chapter 15, remember he's still teaching his disciples after the Last Supper. This is kind of his last hurrah teaching. And he starts out by kind of giving them this parable saying that he is the true vine. And then he says that his father or our father in heaven is the husbandman. Or to put this in Jacob's terms, he's the Lord of the vineyard, right? And he's going to continue in this analogy. But the part that I love about this analogy is where it says in verse four, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. I absolutely love these verses, and I love this analogy that the Savior is the vine and we are the branch. And just like the branch can't do anything without its attachment or its life that comes from the vine, we can do nothing without the Savior. It's our relationship with him. It's our connection to him that gives us power to accomplish the things that we need to do. President Nelson has taught us so much lately about our covenants and how our covenants bind us to God and bind us to Christ. I love that as we consider this idea of being branches, part of the vine. We are bound to him, connected to him in special ways because of those covenants. And it's that connection, it's that being bound to the Savior. It's those covenants that give us power to accomplish all the things that we do. It's funny, I think sometimes we lose sight of that, or I should say sometimes I lose sight of that. And I get going and I'm doing well in something and I think, wow, I'm really doing great at this. And I forget that that ability, that power comes from the Savior. That was especially true on my mission as I was trying to learn Spanish. Every time I was like, yeah, I'm really getting a hang of this language. I would understand nothing for the rest of the day until I humbled myself and thanked God for the gift of tongues, which allowed me to speak Spanish. As we recognize our dependence on the Lord, as we recognize that it's in him and through him that we gain strength and power to accomplish his will, that strength and power can increase for us. And we have that strength because of the atonement of Jesus Christ, because of our Savior. As he taught in the previous chapter, he is the way. He is how we accomplish all things that are set before us. The power and the strength that we have come because our Father in heaven sent him, and through his atonement, we become more able. But again, that power comes to us through being bound to him through covenants. This is how President Nelson said it. We increase the Savior's power in our life when we make sacred covenants and keep those covenants with precision. Our covenants bind us to him and give us godly power. As faithful disciples, we repent and follow him into the waters of baptism. We walk along the covenant path to receive other essential ordinances. So my friends, is there something in your life right now that you are facing that seems daunting or difficult? Is there something in your life that you could use extra power to accomplish? 
These verses teach us that in and through and because of Jesus Christ, because of his atonement, because he is the way, we can gain the power necessary to accomplish anything that lies ahead of us because of our covenants, because our covenants bind us to him. But I do think it's important to recognize that it's not our covenants alone that's going to bring that power into our lives. President Nelson in that same talk talks about the effort necessary to draw that power to us. He says that we have to reach up to him in faith. Such reaching requires diligent, focused effort. He compares our reaching out to him to the woman with the issue of blood and how she did everything to get to the Savior and to touch the hem of his clothes. As we put forth our effort to come unto Christ, to link ourselves with him, just as a branch would be linked to a vine, we can gain that power in our lives to go forward in faith, continuing along the way because he is the way. Continuing on in this chapter, the Lord is going to teach them more about love and what real love means. Starting in verse 12, it says, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. So again, he's going to command them to develop love for one another. And then he says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man layeth down his life for his friends. And then again in 17, These things I command you, that ye love one another. Truly, the Savior continues to teach us that the essence of discipleship, the essence of living a Christ-like life, centers around this idea of love. Elder Worthlin once taught, When Jesus gave his disciples a new commandment to love one another as I have loved you, he gave them the grand key to happiness in this life and glory in the next. Love is the greatest of all the commandments. All others hang upon it. It is our focus as followers of the living Christ. It is the one trait that, if developed, will most improve our lives. I love what he says here when he says love is the greatest of all the commandments. Because sometimes as just mortals and as people who love the gospel and love the church, sometimes we have a tendency to look past love when someone or something might disagree with principles or practices of the gospel. We kind of dig in our heels so much to one principle or one practice or one commandment that we overlook the commandment to love. Now, that doesn't mean that love should make it so we let go of the other commandments, but we shouldn't be so busy judging or holding other people to God's commandments or God's laws that we miss out on the opportunity to love those people first. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Then verse 13, the Savior teaches us such an important doctrine. He says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man layeth down his life for his friends. Now that sounds awfully dramatic, right? Like if you're going to love, you need to do what the Savior did and lay your life down. For most of us, our opportunities to love the way the Savior loved isn't going to come at such a high cost, thankfully, right? But there are other ways that we quote unquote lay down our lives for those that we love or for our friends. Think about a mother or a father, all that they do for their children, that is laying down their lives for their children. The way that we love and the way we give and the way we serve are ways that we lay down our lives for the people in our lives, the people that we love, the people in our wards, our families, our friends. Unselfish service is the way that we follow our Savior in this way. Elder Faust said, most of us don't demonstrate our unselfishness in such a dramatic way, but for each of us, unselfishness can mean being the right person 
at the right time, in the right place to render service. Almost every day brings opportunities to perform unselfish acts for others. Such acts are unlimited and can be as simple as a kind word, a helping hand, or a gracious smile. My friends, isn't that the essence of living a consecrated life? Having the ability to reach out in love, having the ability to reach out in service, and giving that part of ourselves to others. It's that kind of unselfish service, that kind of uninhibited love that changes our hearts and makes us more like the Savior. I've said it a million times, but I'll say it again. Our Father in Heaven can best perfect us, not by working on us, not by trying to chip away at our imperfections, but by working through us, through acts of love and acts of service. It's my belief and my testimony that as we join forces with our Savior, as we are the branch to His vine, He endows us with power and strength to bless and serve and reach out in love to everyone that we come in contact with. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 